like to invite your attention tonight to the book of Numbers, Numbers chapter 6, and we will be looking at verses 22 through 27 tonight. Uh, we'll especially be focusing on verses 24 through 26, uh, which is one of the most famous benedictions in the Bible, I guess, with it and uh, 2 Corinthians 13, 14 are uh, the two most uh, famous, what I call, what we would call benedictions. Now, the word benediction, I need to clarify what that is because I've been to a lot of Baptist meetings or church, you know, and they'll say, Brother so-and-so, would you close us out with a benediction? And he'll do a closing prayer. But the benediction doesn't necessarily mean a closing prayer. Matter of fact, it doesn't mean a closing prayer. Uh, uh, it can be a closing prayer, but it doesn't mean that. The word benediction is a very simple word. It means a basically a prayer of blessing. So if there's you're not praying a blessing, then it's not a benediction. Uh, uh, and what we see here in Numbers is a benediction, properly called. And there's a few other of these prayers of blessing that we see. In both the especially, especially in the New Testament, you see in Paul's letters, but we're looking at the one that God gave to Aaron. And before we read God's word, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we come to you tonight to look at your holy word, and we pray, Lord, that you will, uh, Lord, open our hearts to receive the blessings of your word by faith. And Lord God, help me, your unworthy servant, as I read and proclaim your word. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Beginning in verse 22 of Numbers chapter 6, we read, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron and unto his son, saying, On this wise ye shall bless the children of Israel, saying unto them, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel and I will bless them. Amen. Amen. Here God tells Moses, to tell Aaron, who is the high priest, and his sons, this is the priestly class in Israel, to speak or pray this blessing that we read here in verses 24 through 26 over the children of Israel. Now, the priestly class here, Aaron's lineage, was authorized by God to pronounce this blessing upon Israel. Now, if you go real quick, if you'd like to, to Leviticus, book of Leviticus chapter 9, Leviticus chapter 9, and just want to look at one verse, verse 22, and it's believed that this prayer was most likely said here by Aaron. We read here in Leviticus 9, verse 22, and Aaron lifted up his hand toward the people and blessed them and came down from the offering of the sin offering and the burnt offering and peace offerings. We see here that after Aaron, if you read this whole chapter, had 
did the uh, sacrifice, had the, the, the sin offering, the burnt offering, the peace offering, we see a blessing that he pronounces upon Israel. And it's believed that this blessing is the one that God authorized here in Numbers chapter 6. Now, ultimately, our Lord Jesus Christ, of course, fulfills Aaron's lineage. He fulfills Aaron's priesthood by his one perfect sacrifice on the cross, and he blesses us with the benefits of salvation. But I want us to look at this this a prayer or blessing, I think you can call it either one, uh, in these three verses, verses 24, 25, and 26. In verse 24, they were to pronounce, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. Now you'll notice that the blessing doesn't come from Aaron or the high priest, whoever's the high priest. Ultimately, it comes from God, the Lord. Uh, the blessing comes from the Lord. Of course, here in these three verses, the word Lord is fully capitalized. That was the King James Version translators did it that way to remind us that this is God's covenant name here in the Old Testament, Jehovah or Yahweh, depending on how you pronounce it. This is the word Jehovah or Yahweh, the Yahweh bless thee, his covenant name. Uh, so the blessing comes from the Lord, not from the priest. The priests are just pronouncing it. It's much like when we pray for someone. We often talk about the power of prayer, and I don't necessarily have a, a you know, a quibble with that term, you know, power of prayer, as long as we understand that the power comes from on high, not from us. And I think sometimes we can mistake that. Uh, the source of all blessings is God himself. Uh, old hymn that we often sing, the doxology, praise God from whom all blessings flow. All the blessings that we have in life flow from God. It doesn't flow from anything else. And the word bless that is used here in verse 24, I was looking that up, uh, and when I looked at the word in the original, it kind of I threw me there for a second. I said, maybe I'm looking at this wrong, or I'm getting the wrong definition here. And I looked, and it still came up with it. But it means to kneel. And I said, the Lord kneeling? That's odd, I thought for a second. But then the more you think about it, no, it's not odd. The idea of the Almighty kneeling and giving a blessing to his creation, well, how did he ultimately do that? We know in the incarnation, when God the Son took on human flesh, set aside his glory and became one of us, humbled himself. That's the greatest show of humility ever shown when the Almighty did that. Uh, and I also think... Uh, when I read this, when I, when I saw that word to kneel, I think of Jesus uh, kneeling and washing the feet of his disciples. The whole idea is, is the almighty God, the creator of all things, reaching down to us undeserving 
creatures. Made in His image, but sinners. But this holy God reaching down and giving us His blessings. How we don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. But God gives His blessings to us who are undeserving. The Apostle Paul in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3 states, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. He says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He has blessed us with what? With all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. He has blessed us. Uh, uh, We were on our way going to hell. We were doomed. The Lord intervened, saved us. And we can stand firm on the, the fact that we have a place in heaven because of the blessings of God. And look, I believe, and I do this, I think we should pray for God to bless our lost friends and relatives. May you, because they're not going to be saved by anything they do. They're not even going to be saved by our arguments that we present before them or talk. It comes from the faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It comes from God himself. Oh, how we should pray for God's blessing of salvation to come upon those we know who are unconverted, knowing that, uh, that, they, can be, that, they, that they can be saved, that, there is not, that they're not doomed, that, that without, but without Christ they are. Yeah. With his blessing, they can know Christ. Also, we're taught by Jesus himself to pray, give us this day our daily bread. It's a reminder that our blessings of daily bread come from God. The word daily bread just means our daily necessities that we need each and every day. Uh, Think of daily necessities you need. Uh, First of all, it's our spiritual walk, which is always the most important. We can't live the Christian life apart from the Holy Spirit, apart from Him leading us and guiding us. We need the strength of the Almighty each and every day when it comes to temptations, the sins that we face. If we do it in our strength, we're going to fail. We need His, we need the power of God. We need the necessities, I think, of our health. There's a reason why we have a prayer list and pray for people. We're not just, you know, wishing, are we? No, we're praying that God will heal them or, uh, according to His will, be it through the doctors, medicine, or supernatural intervention. Pray for our finances, our jobs. Pray for ourselves as we travel. All of this is blessings that we receive from God to strengthen us throughout the day. We need Him. And notice the second part there in verse 24. Going back to, to Numbers, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. Uh, we need God's keeping of us. His safety is the whole idea. We know that He keeps our salvation. It's firm and secure. And the psalmist states in Psalm 121, 
In Psalm 121, a beautiful psalm. But I'm just going to look at just a, three verses here in Psalm 121. Verse 4, Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. That's comforting. The God who keeps us, He doesn't slumber. He doesn't sleep. Um, uh, other people may let you down. And they may not do it intentionally. Uh, if you need help, uh, you know, you may want to call Brother Jimmy. And I know Brother Jimmy will help you. But sometimes he may be out of... He, he may not be able to get to you at times because he's a human, just like any of us. You know, there's help from the Lord all the time, though, because he's almighty. Go into verse 7 in Psalm 121. The Lord shall preserve thee from evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forever. The Lord keeps us safe. He preserves us. We've got to trust Him. We need Him. Now, it should be stated that, uh, I think it was Charles Haddon Spurgeon commenting on this uh, uh, number six, the blessing there that's given. He says it's also important that those who receive this, who heard this, that they receive it by faith. You know, you're not going to get any blessings if you go off and worship idols. Uh, that is received by faith, just as everything. Faith. Uh, so, we ourselves have received Christ by faith through His work, His blessing that comes upon us. Secondly, we see in verse uh, 25, the Lord make His face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. Now the opposite of the first phrase here, the Lord make His face shine upon thee, is pretty frightening if you look here in the Bible, in Deuteronomy 31, in verse 18, you can go there if you want to. I'm just going to go there real quick like. In verse 18, the Lord said this to Israel, and I will surely hide my face in, in that day from all the evils which they have wrought and that they have turned unto other gods. He said, those who have turned unto other gods, I'm going to hide my face from them. And that... That hiding the face means he was turning his presence away from Israel. He was turning his face against these idolaters. In Psalm 34, verse 16, the psalmist stated, The face of the Lord is against them that do evil, to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. Uh, those are frightening terms for the Lord's face to be against you. You say, that's Old Testament, not New Testament. Well, you go to John chapter 3 and verse 36. Yeah, right. we, we like to always quote John 3.16, but you go down a few verses to verse 36 where John wrote, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. And it was Jonathan Edwards who noted that that last phrase, but the wrath of God abideth on him, doesn't mean in the hereafter, but even now the wrath of God is abiding upon rebels, those who are living uh, lives 
apart from Christ. That's frightening. That's why we need to pray for God to bless people with salvation, that they be saved. Now, going back to number six, now that I've showed this part that's frightening, here is the good part. Here, they were to pray or to bless Israel with this phrase, the Lord make His face shine upon thee. Uh, God's presence is compared to like sunshine shining down on one whom God is going to bless. And another translation uh, puts it this way, may the Lord smile on you. And that's the indication of the Lord make His face shine upon someone. It is the Lord smile upon you. Now that's a comforting phrase to me. Because it's good. We oftentimes think of God up there with a you know, a notebook. He's looking at you messing up and shaking his finger. Now I think that's a that's a wrong conception of the Almighty God. But on his children, his face shines upon us. It smiles. It smiled upon you and I when he bestowed salvation upon us. And we have so much to be grateful for. Uh, the, the second part of verse 25, and be gracious unto thee. Amen. May he give you his grace. May he smile upon you and give you his grace. Bestow that grace upon you. Uh, the lost, we know, need this. For without God acting and giving his grace, no one will be saved. That's a fact, yeah. folks. No one can be saved uh, unless God opens their hearts to come to salvation. Uh, we the saints need His grace daily just to make it. We need His favor. Uh, look, you and I, throughout the week, we may see many angry faces and insults and it may get to you. But know this, that if you're a child of God and your faith is in Jesus, know that God's smiling face is upon you. You have the one who really approves of you. Stephen, first deacon of the church, knew this when he was dying. In Acts chapter 7, in verse 54, uh, just a beautiful few verses of Scripture here. Where... When after he had preached his sermon, it says in verse 54, when they heard these things, they were cut to the heart and they gnashed on him with their teeth. But he being full of the Holy Ghost looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God and said, behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. Though he was dying and had been beaten, he says, I see the Lord Jesus standing. Now notice, he's not sitting at the right hand, he's standing. The idea is that he's ready to receive his child into heaven. He was comforted knowing that the face of God's favor was upon him even while he was being persecuted. And we can rest on that even when we go through rough times, my friends. Uh, God's favor is upon us as His children. If we have faith in Him, if we're trusting Him. The, the third part that we read here 
going back to numbers again, is the Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Now, verse 25, the first phrase there, uh, the Lord lift up his countenance is very similar to what you read in verse 24 where it says the Lord make his face shine upon thee. Very similar. A uh, couple other translations of this reads, the Lord look with favor. The Lord turn his face toward you. But what is the purpose here in, verse, in this uh, third verse that we're looking at? Well, it tells us, and give thee peace. To give thee peace. Uh, verse 25 focuses really on God giving His grace, shining His face upon Israel and giving them uh, grace. Well, verse 26 focuses on Him shining on us and giving us peace, which I believe is the fruit of His grace. We need the peace of God. Romans chapter 5 and verse 1, Paul stated, Therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We're justified, brought in right standing before God, Paul states here, by faith. The fruit of that is peace with God. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, we are natural enemies of God because of our sin nature. Uh, it's not when we deal with people who are lost that we're dealing with people who, are, who have to choose between God and Satan. Going back to John chapter 3, verse 36, it already says that the unconverted, and that would include all of us, were enemies of God. But by the Christ's death upon the cross, by His resurrection, He makes peace with God for all who He calls by faith. It's great to have peace. That idea of peace is having a tranquil state of soul, assured of our salvation. You go a few chapters over here in Romans, chapter 15, verse 33. Here we have another little benediction that Paul gives right here getting close to the end of uh, Romans, he says, Now the God of peace be with you all. He is the God who gives us peace. People are looking for peace and happiness in this world. That's how the world looks for it. I, I see it so much. They, they look for it at the, uh, at, in a bottle. They look for it in drugs. They look for it in the lottery. I, keep, I hear so many all the time saying it. If I can win that, uh, what is that? I don't know, this lottery. Man, I'll have it made. I won't have to work here no more. And, you know, it'd just be, everything would be great. But it won't. It won't. You can listen to some of these people who have become multi-millionaires. It didn't bring them happiness. They still got the same problems. They make and pay their bills better than you and I, or, they, or their bills may be bigger. But it doesn't bring happiness in life. Nothing in this life is going to bring you total peace. That only comes from God. That's what Paul is telling us. That's what God is telling Moses to tell Aaron that they may have the peace of God, the Israelites. You go to Colossians 
chapter 3 and verse 15. where Paul states, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts to the which also ye are called in one body and be ye thankful. Uh, This world is full of a lot of chaos. We need the peace of God to rule our hearts daily. That's why we got to pray daily. That's why we got to look to Him daily. If you focus on this world and or, or the, the things that's, you know, I know Brother Jimmy mentioned in one of his messages this morning, you know, you you focus on that television and what it's pumping into you, you're going to have a wrong attitude and you'll lack peace. Peace comes from God. And of course, one of the most famous uh, 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 verses about the peace of God is, is from Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7 where Paul tells us, be careful for nothing. You know, don't don't let the worries of this world bring you down. Don't worry. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. I want to stop there. Look, he says, don't worry. Because that shows that if you, when you start worrying, that means you start trusting in yourself. You start trusting your own ability or you're trusting in others. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, take that to God who has the blessings to come down upon you. And then verse 7, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. In 2020, that was a rough year for probably all of us. It's hard to believe it's been three years. I had just moved to Florida and it was, 2020 was a rough year for me, let's put it that way. It was a rough year. A lot of things that I can't go into, don't have time. And it was unsettling. But one thing was certain, folks. I, I, there may have been chaos all around, but I can't, I can't control. There's a lot of things you and I can't control. But one thing I am certain of, that if we have faith in Christ, we have the peace of God resting on us. And nothing can affect that. There's a lot of things in my life that may be unsure and out of control, but my salvation is not one of them. And if you're saved, that's not, uh, it's resting in, in God. You may have to worry sometimes about your money in the bank. They say they got it covered, but you know what I mean? You worry about somebody you know, tapping into your credit card or your debit card and losing everything, they can't get to your salvation. We have that peace with God. Uh, We can rest knowing that we have peace with God through Jesus Christ. And the state of our salvation remains the same. There's a psalm in Psalm chapter 4, verse 8, that states, David states, He says, I will both lay me down in peace and sleep for thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. I can have all the, you know, all the, the, uh, you know, all the protection in the world. I can be like some of these movie stars or 
NFL stars have, you know, you know, protection, money. But I can be without peace. You see some of these movie stars who have died suddenly. I mean, they're in their early... They are millionaires, but maybe they die in their 20s, 30s, or 40s. They had everything, but it didn't protect them from death. But we as Christians, when we lie down and sleep at night, we have peace with God. We know where we're going. He makes us to dwell in safety, not man. Man can't do that. And we can rest with assurance on that. And... Verse 27 of Numbers 6. God told Moses, and they shall put my name upon the children of Israel, and I will bless them. The putting of the name of God may seem a little odd to us, but this deals with the name Yahweh or Jehovah. Uh, His name is connected to His presence. It's holy. And the speaking of putting the covenant name of God that they are His children was the meaning that God would abide on them and be their God. And we can rest assurance with assurance tonight. If you're a child of God, that God's name abides on you. That you've received the blessing of salvation. And I believe that we, you know, it was a, Pastor, some of you may have never heard him, uh, uh, R.F. Gates. Helps, he was used to be part of, the, he's going to be with the Lord. He was with the Southern Baptist Founders Conference. Uh, and he would said one time, holding up his Bible, and he said, this is our prayer book to pray. That's why I believe what we just read tonight. We can pray that, that God's blessing upon one another, on ourselves, upon those who are lost, that God will do these things. For ultimately, God is the one who pours out the blessings, not us. And uh, so if, if let us remember, as God's children, that His blessings are upon us. Let us by faith always look to Him. In this turbulent world that's falling apart, we have the assurance of our salvation in Him alone. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Oh Lord, I come to you tonight thanking you for your word and asking you, Lord, to to bless and keep us this night as we leave here that we will rest in you at all times, not looking to our good works, not looking to this world. And Lord, that you'll make your face, that your face will shine upon us and that you'll give us your grace daily, Lord, because we can't make it without you. And that you'll lift up your countenance and give us peace this night, knowing with assurance that we as your children, that our salvation is secure in you. And if there be any here tonight who know not Christ as Lord and Savior, O oh Lord, open their hearts that they may look to faith And give them that faith and that repentance to believe upon our Lord Jesus Christ, in whose name I pray, amen.